You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey guys, it's Chris. Two notes before we begin on this free agency podcast. Number one, I screwed up. Again, I forgot to hit record, so you're going to get the Twitch scrape. We uh, basically took the Twitch audio and made it into the podcast, which means there's going to be alerts, sounds, bits, subscriptions, things of that nature. So I apologize, and we'll try to do better next time. The other note to make is that we recorded this before Jamal Williams signed with the New Orleans Saints. So when we discuss Jamal Williams and David Montgomery, it will not be reflecting that new information. Just letting you know that. Thanks. Enjoy the podcast. And welcome to another emergency podcast, kind of emergency. We're kind of planning these a little bit now through the week. A free agency podcast from the Pride of Detroit, P-O-D-Cast here, prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook, now live on twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Perfett, your adequate host at Chris Perfett on Twitter, coming to you for a new league calendar year. It is the NFL Zodiac sign of uh, Lawrence Taylor, I believe. That's what this year is. Uh, joining me is Morgan Cannon at MCannon313. Now suddenly, as soon as I say that, Morgan, now I'm starting to d- imagine like an NFL player Zodiac. <laughs> I like the idea. Mm, I, I think I we could put pieces together pretty well. LT. I think so. Dion. What's your sign? Mm, Barry Sanders. That's our that's our lucky sign. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, we've got lots. And speaking of Barry and speaking of hard hitting runs, we've got to start with the running back here in a second. If you missed our podcast, we did a quick one when the tampering period opened. We covered me and Morgan. We covered uh, who'd we cover? Alex Anzalone, Isaiah Bugs, And the big signing that day was Cameron Sutton. Yep. So we've got Wednesday to catch up on. We'll do that in a second. There's already been some action here on Thursday. And maybe while we're live, more news is going to break. So if we miss anything on the podcast, A, I apologize. B, to the live audience, hold on to your butts. But let's start with David Montgomery. It's the Lions. Lions make a big signing, actually, at uh, at the running back position. Um I'm glad Jeremy's on on vacation because I'm sure he would probably uh, poo-poo on this, and I'm pretty sure he did in the grading. But it is a swipe from the... There's a theme going here because Cam Sutton uh, felt like a bit of a blow to his his former team uh, when they couldn't sign him. And now now the Bears Bears fans and and, uh, analysts are quite upset to see him go for the price of three years, 18 million, 11 million guaranteed. I know for Lions fans, it's a little more complicated, however, because 
This probably means Jamal Williams might be out the door. Let's set Jamal aside for a second and just talk about Dave and Montgomery. Uh, Morgan, how, how do you view this for the Detroit Lions? Oh, man. Well, setting aside Jamal, like you said, I mean, this is a win. I mean, this is a instantaneous upgrade of your backfield. Uh, I love Jamal. I know we'll get into that in a second, but Montgomery brings some of the same flavor as a running back as DeAndre Swift brings to the table. You know, that ability to turn a six or a seven yard run, a pretty, uh, uh, you know, a running concept that was well blocked by the Lions offensive line and turning that, you know, six or a seven yard gain and breaking a tackle or making somebody miss and turning it into a 50 yard gain. And that can change the flow of a game. That's how football, you know, that's what we saw this year. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. I don't know why Bears fans are upset. It's not like the Bears are short on, you know, they got money to spend. It's just they're choosing it different ways. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I was going to say Chicago Bears, too. I, I did see some of them talking about how even near the end of the year, they sort started to transition towards Khalil Herbert and Montgomery. I I I cannot say anything other than I believe he struggled behind a very bad Bears offensive line there. But his production is still like, Fantastic. This is from our friend of the POD, Brett Whitefield, talking about David Montgomery was tied for the highest forced missed tackle rate among all backs with uh, 125 plus carries at 0.31 tied with Nick Chubb. So exactly that. He's now going to have a great run, uh, uh, line to run behind who's going to give him caravans at times. And he's really good at missing ta- at forcing missed tackles uh, Montgomery I think uh, 185 missed tackles forced over four seasons fifth most in the NFL like as you say this fits the Lions to a T it he's going to be that hard north uh, north south runner that the Lions kind of thrive on to, to make their offense work just punch you in the mouth make down and distance a uh, no longer a thing and just otherwise be a just something that you just can't keep out of the end zone when you're when you're in deep. Yeah, on top of being a, a big guy that can run through people's faces, he can, he's got a lot of wiggle to him, too. Like he he can make people miss and short, you know, short area quickness is really a strong point of his. He's got a lot of like fast twitch ability. Um, you know, I really like David Montgomery. Are, are you fine? Are you fine with the money, though? Because I think that's that's what it's going to come down to. And I know um, our fearless leader is always edgy about money when it comes to the running backs. But I think Montgomery's talent. Look, I you got to pay running backs. So the you, running backs want to get paid at the end of the day. Like you want their services or you don't. Yeah. And I uh, this is a you know, this Swift, we know Swift's on the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. So you have. You I have don't see him coming back with the Lions either. No, I don't. I don't think so either. If he has a productive year, then some team's going to pay him probably more than the Lions are going to want to pay him. If that's mm-hmm. that's probably the likely uh, scenario. If if things go well for the Lions this year, but uh, no, I'm I'm fine with the money. I mean, it's obviously paying a running back is never the easiest thing to do or the easiest uh, pill to swallow. But it's not like they broke the bank. I think it amounts to like 2.7% of the salary cap, like $6 million a year. So it's something I try to keep in mind when it comes to just what the, what the money actually constitutes as like a percentage of the cap. Um, yeah, I think it's 
you, you have your back. It's not going to stop them from taking a back on day two or day three of the draft this year. You know, it's something that's still probably very on the table. Uh, maybe probably a little bit later. I would, I think Eric or Jeremy said Bijan is probably off the table now, which I would, I would definitely agree with. That'd be a little too rich for my blood. I was going to say, I feel like this room is almost finished because they re, they, they re-signed Craig Reynolds. So he's on the roster right now. You've yep. got Swift. Now you've got Montgomery. Two minutes until we talk about Jamal Williams. Uh, but if you're bringing in any running back as a, uh, through the draft, he's going to be competing for RB3 at this point, I believe. He's going to have to prove himself over Craig Reynolds. Yeah, he'll certainly, he would, you know, if if they do bring in a rookie, they'll definitely be competing for third, like third on the pecking order in terms of carries. Because Swift, when healthy, Swift and Montgomery are going to be a really fun duo that are both capable of uh, producing on the ground and the passing game. Um, and both of them have that ability to make people miss or run you over or just make you look foolish in space. And that's the stuff that's real. Like, remember that play that Swift fell down? He caught the ball, fell down on his face, got up and scored. What game was that this year? I, uh, I've got a terrible memory. Amazing. No, I- like seeing that live, I was just like, that's that's a rare that's rarefied air, like mm-hmm. to be to be an athlete to be able to do that. And if you're with Nick Chubb in terms of broken tackle percentage, then you're doing something okay. All right, <clears throat> let's rip the bandaid off. <coughs> yep. Percentage that Jamal Williams is now a Detroit Lion this time by let's just say next month. Single digits, maybe like seven percent. I can't see it happening. I don't um, think so either. I, think, I, I think sailed. Yeah, I I don't know what has happened in the negotiations for Jamal Williams. We are not privy to that right now. Um, I think he has earned himself a payday. I don't know if the Lions could have given him this kind of money. Uh, I understand a lot of fans are very upset about it, and I went through the stages of grief last night myself when it came to as soon as I heard the news. Because the first thing I didn't think was, oh, David Montgomery is good. David Montgomery is actually better than Jamal Williams on just a pure talent level. My first thought was, we just lost Swag Kaze of the Hidden Village of the Deep. We just lost a emotional leader telling if your puppy stay on the porch. We're out here with the big dogs. You just lost that. And that that hurts a lot. And it's a funny place to be where we're talking. And I, I think that's a good thing, though, to be at a place where we're talking about we're losing someone not because of talent, but because they are a they are a clubhouse leader. They are someone who plays with heart and soul. I. It, it, it hurts. It hurt me a lot last night. All I can say is I'm still a fan of Jamal Williams, the person. And unfortunately, I hope he lands somewhere very good, like maybe the Buffalo Bills. But I just don't see the road for him to return as a Detroit Lion. But he's always going to hold that record now for most touchdowns in a year over over Barry Sanders. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to break. 17. I'm right there with you, man. I love Jamal. Um, for a bunch of different reasons. I think he's a special human and a really good football player. But if some team ends up giving him like more than what the Lions gave Montgomery, then I, I'm going to understand where Brad Holmes is coming from. And then 
like we said at the top, I, all those things that Jamal brings to the table, they're awesome. They're obviously needed and they were needed to help establish the foundation of this culture that they've, you know, built here. But on on its face, Montgomery, like you said, is a more talented runner than Jamal, like in terms of making people miss, you know, yards after contact and all that stuff. So, and the lines do have other leaders in place. Like if this also might sound cold, but like an exodus of Jamal might leave a, a, you know, a hole for the likes of Panay Sewell or Monroe St. Brown to step up and start being more and more of a vocal leader. You know, yeah, Montgomery, could, Montgomery, from yeah. everything I've heard from Bears media, like he was very involved, the local, the local area charities, things of that nature as well. So mm-hmm. like I it, it still hurts me deep to see Jamal Williams be gone. But in the NFL yeah. these days, nobody seems to stay in one place for long. And I think Jamal Williams has earned himself a payday with what he got. And yeah, as you say, if the lot, if someone's offer going to offer him more than what Montgomery got, I think what's going on right now, though, from what I've re- read it from reports and insiders, like the running back market is just really held up right now. It just really backed up right now to waiting on a few other people. And that's probably why we haven't seen Jamal signed yet. We kind of have to go down. I, I think the lions jumped out of order to Montgomery. So we kind of have to go down the rest of the order of operations right now for the big landing places, the people who really need it, like the Buffaloes of the world. Yeah. I could, you know, could see Jamal landing several places, still Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati, I feel like would be a good fit. The chargers would be another team. Chargers I don't know. Inter- very interesting. I mean, it'd be good for, uh, Poor Justin Herbert back there, even if like Jamal's like, you know, like a well, dependable back and their best because Jamal, I, I think one of Jamal's best traits is his pass protection. And I know that sounds if you like don't really pay attention, like that sounds like a trivial thing to talk about. But that matters, man. There was that, a lot that's of key to the Lions there. offense. I think Brett actually yeah. touched on that, too. And Montgomery is a good pla- pass blocker as well. Yeah, saw um, that as well. But so. thankfully, you've got Aiden Hutchinson to carry the banner for anime weeb weebdom. True. Know? Jamal yeah. Jamal may have been great on his uh he Jamal handed the uh the the one punch man wreck to Aiden and now all of a sudden Hutchinson's in Harajuku getting uh cafe uh, art art lattes. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, his yeah. whole family. They went for the because he presented an anime uh, crunchy roll yeah. anime awards. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool, um, man. I want to move on here before we take a break to Emmanuel Mosley. Um, this is something we've seen the Lions do quite a bit. This is a one-year prove-it deal, I would imagine. It's it's a lot for a prove-it deal. It's a one-year, eight million. But I say, and I guess I, I guess I want to ask you if it's a prove-it deal. It's one-year, eight million. He is coming off an ACL injury. Immediately, the first thing that jumped to my mind was again was was DJ Shark. So like, I, I don't know if it's a prove-it deal. It's definitely, in my mind, a short-term plug. I think cornerback might still be on the table for the draft. Like, again, kind of like what we have with Cam Sutton. This isn't a long-term deal. Sutton obviously sticking around a little bit longer, but uh, this kind of fits the mold for Holmes signings right now. Just, again, the, the idea that just plug up everything just in case when you get towards close to the draft. This feels like a. if I had to think of one word for this, I would say a shrewd signing by Brad Holmes because a lot of San Francisco media and fans seem to really like Mosley. Uh, Mosley played his college ball also at the University of Tennessee along with uh, new lion Cameron Sutton. Got a rocky top backfield. Um, Right, exactly. It's going to be, I mean, that's fine with me. Hopefully they can come in and ball. Um, Mosley, 
like worked his way into a starting role for San Francisco's awesome defense, frankly. Uh, was uh, Had a really good year in 2021, started 2022 well, uh, tore his ACL, like Chris said. And uh, this, uh, yeah, that's the first thought I had to initially was like, this has shades of the DJ Chark uh, deal just because Mosley would have probably gotten a nice little uh, lengthier deal with some guaranteed money had he not, you know, had he turned in a really like another really strong season for San Francisco in 2022. So uh, this feels like hopefully Mosley can come in ball and then sadly, well, I mean, it could be one of those things do they want to keep him around. So who really knows? Um, but yeah. yeah, hopefully he can come in here and well, we did, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to him in a bit, but we did see like, you know, some of the other deals, short-term deals, you're not always going to keep all of them. We'll get to Deshaun Elliott a little bit later here. A uh, quick correction. I'd meant to say 6 million. My brain just farted to eight. So even less. And I know the Niners uh, reporters were, thinking that really hurt at that kind of money to get mm-hmm. him so low. Uh, the nice, the, uh, the other nice thing about Mosley is we talked about Cam Sutton was definitely one of the outside corners, mostly someone who can probably play slot as well. And I think the Lions have had several options at slot, but I think Mosley gives you a very interesting piece at slot, especially if you, you know, resolves the result. We, we, could, we were already kind of seeing the cornerbacks fall into place. Jeff Okuda, uh, you know, Jerry Jacobs to fight for one of the slots for Cam Sutton. And then Mosley, just wherever he goes, he fits in the slot very well. So again, it's also a very flexible signing too. Yeah. He, he took most of his reps in 2021 and 2022 on the outside for San Francisco. But I mean, his skill set you would think lends itself to being able to move around quite a bit. We'll see. Um, I did look, I did a pretty thorough look, you know, just, a search yesterday to see if he had any reps there and it didn't seem like it. I don't know about in college, which, you know, who really, but again, it might translate and everything I read about them though, he's a really willing tackler. He'll come up and hit you a uh, good communicator. Um, some of the same stuff we heard uh, Pittsburgh people saying about Sutton. So yeah, I'm happy about this one too. We're, Holmes is not going to let the secondary hold the defense back again. No, and I believe uh, you know there there is Will Harris will be returning as well. They did mm-hmm. resign Will Harris, so we're kind of getting a full picture of the backfield. Even though uh, the Lions did lose Deshaun Elliott, which I think it's a good time to take a break. We want to chat with Twitch Chat for a little bit, give some time mm-hmm. to check some other signings as they come in. But on the other side, we do want to talk about Deshaun Elliott. We do want to talk about Charles Harris. And some other plans I think the Lions are looking towards more of their own roster. We were told this wasn't going to be a very splashy free agency. I don't know where your grade is. I think this has been kind of moderately splashy. It's not anything that's going to rip the rip the knob off, but I mean, the Lions have addressed some pretty core core areas. So, but I think Honestly, at this point, it's a lot of uh, resigning and debating the rest of your roster at this point. I think they this is splashier than I thought for certain because they the way they spoke before the draft or before the free agency period and everything started open, they said, you know, they're gonna keep it minimal, but then they go and sign Cameron Sutton to some pretty guarantee, you know, some pretty good guaranteed money and then David Montgomery and Mosley. So this is splashy to me, but I'll take it. It's the right kind of splashy, put it that way. Yeah, I there's no massive amount of money flying out the door. There's no there, there's no trades right now. I think we all kind of got gassed up thinking about Jalen Ramsey. And obviously that never happened too. So I, I think maybe it's because it's corners and, and running back. It doesn't feel as splashy, but 
Either way, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we'll talk about some of the re-signings that have happened, some of the departures that have happened, and uh, maybe about how the rest of the NFC North is changing. But uh, we'll be right back. It's emergency podcast, free agency podcast, the first podcast of the league calendar year from Pride to Detroit. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Pride to Detroit PODcast, continuing on talking about free agency here with myself, Chris Perfett, and Morgan Cannon. Uh, we talked about Montgomery. We talked about Mosley. I think it's time to talk about some re-signings once again. So uh, kind of the big news today on Thursday was Charles Harris. Seems to see he will continue to be a Detroit Lion, but he is taking a bit of a pay cut. His $6 million uh, salary is dropping to about just a little north of $3 million. He can earn back about uh, $250,000 in roster bonuses, but it does save the Lions about just under $3 million in cap space, $2.82 million to be precise. Uh, so it's an economical move for the Lions. It means Harris is back as an edge. And I'm curious how you feel about this one, Morgan. Uh, just, I guess I'm fine with it. It doesn't really move the needle a ton. Um, you know, obviously Harris had a great season in 2021, uh, earned a little bit of money in 2022, had a bit of a down year. Uh, and then, you know, taking this little bit of a restructure, saving the Lions some money, sticking with the Lions. And we'll have to see if they make another difficult decision, like regarding like a player like Romeo here soon, just because, there's only so many rotation spots to go around on the edge. So, yeah, if I had to like guesstimate anything, it, it does put Okora a bit on the outside right now. Now that you've got Harris locked up, Pascal, Hutchinson, I'll be curious to see what they do with Okora. But I, I think when we talked draft, we never really took edge off the table. So I am still like. I, if you asked me, it does require a return, yes or no, right here as we sit afternoon on Thursday, I would say probably not. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, but how, how do how do we feel about like you know Harris personally? I think is perfectly fine for the Detroit Lions, as you said, kind of this rotational piece. It's gonna someone who's going to probably you know the Lions seem to rotate their edge pretty well here. It was, I mean, I mean, it wasn't long ago since he had his breakout year in 2021, where he had those career high sacks, seven and a half, 10 tackles for a loss. Um, 
you just kind of hope he's able to make a full recovery from the injuries he suffered last year. Yeah, and the Lions aren't going to be asking him to play like a giant percentage of the snap share on defense, mm-hmm. you know, this time around, uh, just because in all likelihood they there are they're going to add a player uh, through the draft. It might be really early. It could be at six, could be at eighteen. Um, you know, you get in Paschal back. You have uh, Houston. You have Hutch. Uh, you know, you have a lot of you have a lot to work with. And Charles Harris is a vet. You know, he's been around. Probably someone they trust. Quite a bit in the of a leader room. from everything I've heard. Right? Yeah. 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 A lot, like you know, showing you know the rookies and the young players how to keep you know taking the right steps, and eventually Hutch will probably or someone along along those lines will step into that role. But uh, yeah. Now the Lions did have one departure on Thursday, and that was Deshaun Elliott. And I, I look, I I think we all kind of expected Deshaun Elliott might be someone who departs. From the Detroit Lions, I think what's kind of crazy about it is Elliott's um, very low amount. And I think the Lions could have easily met the amount or maybe more. But Deshaun, this is from Jordan Schultz. The deal with Miami is worth is one year only worth one point seven seven million dollars. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm a little shocked that the Lions didn't. At least think, I'm sure they thought about matching. I'm sure Brad Holmes had difficult conversations with people about it, but that's a cheap deal. And he proved to be a pretty valuable player for them last year mm-hmm. as the defense turned around. And uh, I'm a little shocked by that, but I don't know. I, I, maybe this kind of signals them wanting to get a little bit younger or, you know, at the position, like get someone who has a little bit more upside that they can develop alongside Kirby and uh, Tracy Walker. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think for as I mean, Elliot was only twenty five. To be clear, I yeah, he's young. Yeah, I I believe that like I don't know. It's it, it seems rough for what it is. It it's either the Lions really. It, we, this is something we'd have to hear from Harris on before we had any amount. We're just kind of speculating here, but either the Lions didn't want to continue with. Elliot and I, I don't think it was a matter of price at the end of the day. It was either right. the Lions didn't want to like continue with Elliot or Elliot didn't want to continue with the Lions. One of those two things, but I don't think it was a matter of it the, the money tells you it wasn't a matter of money. Unless unless in this case Elliot's just really big about not getting an income tax in Florida. <laughs> Which yeah. for what he's making for what he's making, he's not exactly this is another very small contract for Elliot, then like maybe that is a factor. I don't know. But it 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 it's one that hurts just because he's one of those guys who came to Detroit. Um But I feel like that's becoming a theme. And I think that's a good problem to have is like, hey, this guy came to Detroit, kind of believing in what they, that was going on here, took a risk on himself, and now he's going somewhere else. Yeah. That's yeah, it, it's kind of, I don't know really how to put that feeling, right? I guess I'm dancing around this, again, once again, this idea of culture, but I don't think Elliot's position is one that's really hard to, to fill. I think in the short term, maybe you're kind of looking between Melifonwu um, and, and just hoping Kirby Joseph has another year like he had to kind of take that production. But I also think the Lions with those two plus Tracy Walker, maybe looking at someone in the draft as well. 
I think that's where they're probably going to go at this point. I think that's where you want to go. You want to get someone who can wear multiple hats for you, you know, maybe come play down in the slot, play down in the box, you know, run support, like similar to the uh, role that they had Deshaun Elliott in. You know, Deshaun Elliott is a physical player down near the line of scrimmage. Uh, I'm sure that if they can, they probably want someone in that position who can run and cover a little bit better, just like sticking with a man than uh, Elliott just at times. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too upset about that one. I like Deshaun Elliott. He did a lot last year, but um, yeah, once this not doesn't move the needle too much. And at the, and at the end of the day, they can't keep everybody. No. And I think that's going to be kind of a bit of a problem for the Detroit Lions as they and I mean, that's a problem for all NFL teams at the end of the day is this is the reality of free agency. Now, you can't keep everyone. You can't really get the rosters. More players move around quite a bit, but it wasn't much for Elliott at the end of the day. And that's kind of the head scratcher part. And I'm very curious to ask, uh, you know, just kind of ask around and see what exactly happened here. Um, the only other news we have here besides the signing so far is that uh, Tommy Kramer guard and quarterback Bobby Price were not. They were exclusive rights free agents. They were not tendered contracts. So that means they are currently unrestricted and signed wherever and however they so wish. I think we talked a little bit on a previous podcast about the guard position. I've kind of we all assumed Kramer would be someone who would fall off the table. It does make questions about Vitae. I don't think it impacts those questions at all. Um, it does impact questions about guard depth, but I also believe that someone like Kramer is very easy to, if you're talking, I mean, not like Kramer, I think really was contributing too much at the end of the day, but you know, that's definitely once again, just throw that to the draft, throw that to the draft. <laughs> Yeah, and they, you know, there's still time and free agency for them to go and get someone that could come in and give you similar production and offer, you know, a similar role to Kramer that you can back up multiple positions along the interior offensive line. Uh, Bobby Price had some upside coming out of Norfolk State as like mm -hmm. a originally as a uh, corner, and you know he was tall and he could jump and he could run, but um, kind of just got stuck in special teams purgatory. So maybe he'll catch on elsewhere. Uh, to me, this yeah, is just had, kind of had a, a really bad had a really bad injury in 2022 as well, which I think is going to like it's a bit it's a bit of part of the heartless business. But, yeah, I don't think like after that kind of injury, you really can't look at an ERFA and uh, unless you really trust that diagnosis to go really well, like guarantee bringing him yeah. back. And it's just, you know, I think this is just a sign of the Lions roster getting to a point where players like that just might not be able to stick around like they once did, you know, like the, those, yeah. the Bobby prices of the world and things like that. It just might, might get a little too, it's going to get really competitive towards those, uh, you know, those last few roster spots. It's and to be a good clear, thing. and to be clear, the lions can bring back Kramer and price. It just means that they weren't tendered, uh, ERFA contracts. It just, it means that, you know, they can now sign them for however, whatever they want to. So which, so I'm not saying both of them are gone, but definitely, definitely this seems like they're, they're free to look at other teams as well. Yeah. So we've got quite a bit more on free agency to come, I'm sure, but I think the lions have kind of cooled down. I, I think we were talking last segment, like, was this really a very busy free agency? 
uh, you, you, you're of the mind that it kind of was. I kind of feel like it was fairly tempered for the Lions, but I don't know. It was more than I was expecting because because they prefaced everything with like, yeah, we won't be doing much. So to me, the Sutton and the Montgomery signings were, I was like, okay, you know, they that was kind of Brad Holmes' first really big uh, swing of the bat and free agency, if you will, where he goes in the draft. Now he'll do some crazy stuff during the draft, but yeah, free agency. I'm I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna go against our leaders. Uh, dictates on running backs for a second and i do want to i let me put it like this i like the mosley signing i like the sutton signing i like the return of john kaminsky but i feel feel like the big splash here was david montgomery today on on wednesday because Mm -hmm. that running back group is your core of a lot of what you do on offense i know the receivers are great i know this is a pass catching league now the offense that Ben Johnson has rolled out there, it does not go anywhere without a a good run game behind that offensive line. And I think David Montgomery is I'm not even gonna say the cherry on top. I think I think that is more like a straw that's going to stir the drink, if I can mix different uh beverage metaphors for a second. He's going yeah. to he's that that's going to be a big deal. And to be honest, for as for as much as they have struggled with DeAndre Swift to get Swift out there and like I think they realized with Jamal Williams like we can't bring Jamal Williams back we're in trouble because they have held out for a long time on DeAndre Swift to be this big thing for them and he just hasn't and like you I I don't I I don't know I I was talking to someone about fantasy football about this too like I don't know what's going on in the case of Swift sometimes when it comes to his injuries. Like you, yes, you'd see the flashes last season, but he's got the harness on the whole, for most of the season. It's Mm -hmm. not a great situation. And we've seen too many, like golf is a, is a fine passer right now. But we really can't be going back to those days with the Detroit Lions where you had Matt Stafford dropping back to throw as much as he did because literally your your only other option was like 2.3 yards per carry. This offense doesn't work like that. This this offense can't work like that. And if Swift is down and you don't have Jamal, you need someone like I don't know if I'm being a bit out there with this, but Montgomery might honestly be. It would be a formality in the age of the running back by committee, but he is kind of sounds like an RB1. I think they're going to be 1A, 1B. It's going to be good because both of them have had their their difficulties with injuries. So it's going to be, you know, keeping both of them kind of on a pitch count, not wearing one too, you know, not wearing one down too much too early and just kind of hopefully keeping them in a nice rotation where this thing can keep moving forward. So that's my thought process. Montgomery just brings more speed to the game, more missed tackles, especially if you can get into that, into that second, into that second, third gear right there. Once you get past the Mm -hmm. offensive line, you shrug a few tackles. Like we saw it a few times with Swift and with Jamal that you get some explosion out of them. But I don't think it's anything like what you would get out out of Montgomery if Montgomery is healthy for the entire the entire season. I think it just makes this this offense that much more dynamic. Like like you. the defense the defense right now is a matter of we need to get some competent players in, in the backfield 
I mean, in the, in the uh, sorry, I keep calling it a backfield, the, the defensive backfield in the secondary. And we've got to, we've got to let our edge, our edge rush, our, our pass rushers just continue to grow and develop. So I think, I think the, 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 the defense is still going to be a bit of work in progress, but if it's going to be that way, then by all means, like make sure you've got your ducks lined up for both parts of the offense for passing and running. And Lions, I think, with Montgomery are doing just that. Yep. I'm right there with you. I, yeah. It's a good fit. I think we, you know, we talked about it earlier, and uh, I think it's just a yeah. good fit. Going to spring him to the second level where he can wreak havoc on safeties and people trying to tackle him in the open field because it's not fun. It doesn't look fun, it looks like. So. No. No, but uh, <laughs> this will be fascinating to watch. I think there hasn't been any other Lions news, so I'm going to put a bow on this podcast here. And uh, hopefully, hopefully nothing is going to outdate this by the time we uh, we hit publish on this. So thank you again, uh, Morgan, for stopping by for these podcasts. These are fun. We might have one on Friday or late Thursday, but I think right now, I, I think the Lions are probably going to start to wind down a little bit on free agency, just some smaller stuff. And then eventually Jeremy will be back from vacation. Uh, obviously no mail, mailbag from, from Eric and Jeremy this week. Uh, I'll tap them about Spotify live, but uh, I think I, last I checked in, Jeremy is lost somewhere in a uh, MTV theme park or something. I'm not quite nice. sure myself. That's cool. I want to do that at some point. I'm going to take my vacation at some point, but it's probably going to be after the, uh, the draft, but let's get out of here for myself from uh, catch Morgan on Twitter. Again, M Cannon three, one, three, myself at Chris Perfett. Keep up, keep subscribed on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get podcasts to get more pride of Detroit content. Cause we're always coming to you. And as always, we'll see you star side. 